0: Welcome to our brand new podcast, The Fantastic Book Club. And I'm Tanisha, one of the hosts, and he is... I'm Swastik. Today is a Tuesday, so it is, of course, a Magnus cheese Chronicles episode. So, let's enjoy it. Today, we are starting off with chapter 17. I did not ask for biceps. And this is kind of strange because most people do ask for biceps. I mean, I I think it is like one of those random dreams every person has to be like some kind of strong person. whatever. <laughs> but he did not ask for them because he got them after dying, which is understandable. Uh... You don't <laughs> like things you would have liked alive when you are dead. So, of course, like, It is still strange when he talks about not getting sleep after he died, but yeah, he wasn't getting much sleep after that entire finding out who his dad was episode with. Here he was just, uh, you know, lying in his bed and just uh, thinking about uh, whatever was going on, like what the heck is going on? Like the nonce and everything and like fray. And then he was suddenly like, okay, my dad is literally the God of spring and summer. And he, he is God of wealth, abundance, fertility, and I was a homeless dude, like, until uh, <laughs> yeah. I died. Oh, the
1: irony. Oh.
0: <laughs> I mean, that is like a cruel example of irony, I guess. I don't know.
1: I mean, yeah, and I love like his aunt. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. His aunt. But the only thing he knows about his aunt is she is the goddess of love and she was very pretty and she had cats. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
1: uh, it, Freya it, is it, almost like it, Taylor Swift, huh?
0: honestly that makes sense because she writes like a lot of you know love ballads like a lot of them are breakup songs but she writes a lot of love ballads and she's really pretty and she has two cats like meredith and olivia
1: okay swifty shut up now let's continue with Ah,
0: you you brought up the topic (laughs) it is not even like Ah. i didn't bring it up so whatever and Um. This was really funny because, okay, one particular thing I realized that uh, Frey was a dealist god, if that even made sense. But it 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 just gave me a strange feeling that maybe you know the entire social wrong that we created in human life. Like, I'm not saying that gods are real because I don't tr- believe in them or whatever. But uh, it is it is like I think Riordan also took a dug on the fact that the social rung existed even before like humanity existed a social rung whatever like even in the jungle it exists it is uh, literally everywhere and yeah it that made me feel a little okay whatever
1: you know one thing and, though about uh, Norse mythology about even if Frey is a D-list god as Magnus stated very clearly here like Frey does have a very significant importance I mean it is expressed throughout the novel series I mean it would be very uh Apparent there that summer and the power of summer because it's literally the title of the book is Sword of Summer, so you understand that's that that thing is something very important,
0: yeah. So, and that sword talks, so it has to be something,
1: <laughs> yeah. So the sword is actually very important and it does play a huge role, like in the Ragnarok field. You but, told
0: me it is one of your favorite characters,
1: yeah. Honestly. It is, oh man, anyways. Uh, so like Frey. Even though he is a dealiest god, he has an immense importance at one point of the Norse mythology which makes him like not as important as per Thor, Loki, Odin and whatever. But like he has his own level of importance and his scale is completely different. It just cannot be compared with that scale by which we measure the importance of other gods, you know. Like I think that's kind of cool of Norse mythology to do that. Yeah
0: yeah that makes sense honestly mm, okay so you know he was just sitting there and thinking that okay I, I know now know who my dad is and I thought when I get to know all of that I will have my answers but I clearly don't so and one of the things that I really like that he just sat there and thought that okay even though I am like free son and he may be a de god but he is still a god uh-huh. but I'm still Natalie Chase's son and that was such a such a sweet thing, like, I know, and he right? has uh, his her surname. Yeah, it. W- so yeah, and then he uh, again, like, of course, he's brainstorming sitting there, like we all do brainstorming. We are not even demigods. but we, oh, yeah, yeah, sit there and. Uh, then I think about all the things at night so that doesn't make much sense to us. And he's just thinking that, okay, whatever, maybe my dad wasn't that important because clearly they were disappointed to know that. There were, there were literally, uh, you know, children of Thor and Loki and Odin hanging around uh, amongst the newcomers. And I was just the son of Frey, And I was probably not even like rightly chosen or whatever. So why on earth did Surt try to kill me? Why on earth, like the Lord of Mustapha, the High King of uh, Roasty Toasty, <laughs> the High King of uh, Roasty Toasty, uh, tried to kill me? And what the heck was that sword that started talking? And that was just kind of fighting on its own. What uh-oh. is going on? And then he's again thinking that why, why, why am I even the harbinger of Wolf? And this, okay, he is son of Frey, and he. I kind of inherited the power to control the sword of someone or whatever, I don't know. But like I don't think summer and the spring and wealth have anything to do with wolves. So like why is Magnus so associated to wolves?
1: It's uh it's like a prophecy thing, you know? Like um uh okay so the wolves I don't know. I I think I should not mention this here. Like it would just spoil the story of the whole book. And because you don't know about Norse mythology, so yeah, I won't do that. But just let me just give you some hints. So um, as for the wolf, wolf plays a very important role. As I mentioned in one of the previous episodes, that Fenrir, the wolf, uh like literally plays a very important role in destroying the whole universe. So the nine worlds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he does, and so does the Sword of Summer. And though the Sword of Summer is uh, like it has its own importance, it has an importance linked directly with that of Fenrir the Wolf, like Fenrir Wolf. Like it's a very, very specific, I'm not going into what importance. Sure. Yeah, it's a very important, very fine, but a very important string. Like if that string is not cut, the bond would not be broken. And that was an excellent pun on my side because I know the story and the others who know the Norse mythology, but as for you, you're going to check that out later on.
0: I mean, yeah. It's not fair. This is not fair. <laughs> uh-huh. To give a 10-something back the hot dog. That is <laughs> I haven't even eaten a hot dog. What am I even talking about? But, uh, okay, so he just, uh, you know, is trying to make sense like we all do. And then he thinks about the prophecy that, you know, uh, that was made by the nonce. And one of the lines was, wrongly chosen, wrongly slay. <clears throat> and, like, he doesn't get to, you know, uh, get anything from it. But this really makes me think that me. Wrongly chosen, I get it, because everybody was really mad that he was chosen, that he wasn't worthy or whatever. But uh, wrongly slain, it makes me think that maybe Surt made a wrong choice to kill him. I don't know. Like that yeah. is the impression I get get like they thought that Surt wasn't like trying to actually kill him, but whatever. Like wrongly slain, like he didn't deserve to be killed or something.
1: I understand. Like, uh, okay, I actually don't remember the explanation of this line too. I, it's kind of weird. But yeah, I read it so long time ago. Like, I just don't remember how, what role it plays in the story. So I'm going to find it along with you, Tanisha. I actually did forget. Oh, that's so embarrassing. But anyways, yeah.
0: Yeah, we we like embarrassing ourselves. At least it's first-hand <laughs> embarrassment. Uh-huh. Like, second-hand yeah. embarrassments are worse because you are not like in the tight spot. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> so uh not just that particular line like there was it was like a long prophecy you know and one of the lines of that entire prophecy was nine days hence the sun must go east air sword of summer unbinds the beast and i i don't even understand what the heck this line means but <laughs> this just sounds like ominous ominous you know?
1: ah because i know
0: that i mean the sun must go east, like the sun actually goes to the west, like we all know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it travels from, it travels from west to east. No, it, it actually goes to, east. Like, but <laughs> no, it just okay. goes to the east. I forgot geography, what am I doing? I but, mean, yeah, no, it goes like, to the east, but.
1: No, sir, so does it go from west to east? It's the earth that revolves from west to east. O-
0: yeah, that much everybody knows. So, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, the uh, diagram that showed that, uh, like the way we see it in the horizon, you know? Okay, We see yeah. it go from east to west. So, yeah, it is kind of like the opposite. So, whatever. But uh, <laughs> there is no way it takes nine days for the sun, sun or rather earth, whatever it is, to go from any place to any place. It's not nine days. <laughs> I mean, it is. it is not the period for a rotation it is not the period for a revolution what the heck it is and i don't know the entire thing about you know anytime there are certain things like uh three is one of the numbers that makes me feel like it can be either very good like you know third third time is the charm kind of thing or it is very Um, bad like three or six is a yeah yeah (laughs) six is a like some kind of satanic number or whatever and seven (laughs) is a very happy number and nine is a very but can I say iffy number? I don't know. I have strange feelings towards numbers too, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> nine is one of those numbers that I don't have a, like a good impression towards. I just don't know. Like it could it could easily become 10, but it is nine. So yeah, I don't know what uh. kind of explanation that is. Magnus kind of asks the same question that is also going on in my head. Like who is the beast? And like uh, from his experiences, he's thinking that maybe the Beast thing is actually the wolf. And I don't him because I was also sitting there being like, yeah, beast is a wolf. Because I would look at a wolf and think it's a beast. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I would be alive after that, but I would think that. <laughs> so um <laughs> 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 so after that point, you know, uh, he is also he's thinking a lot actually. Understand? He's thinking like a whole lot, and like he's also thinking that Sam kind of disappeared, and she told him that he should, you know, save this word of summer or whatever. And Magnus is, you know, just trying to fall asleep. Like, he cannot be comfortable in the too soft bed. He cannot, you know, uh, like, be comfortable at by stargazing at the stars and whatever. But after some point, he did fall asleep. But when he wakes up, he wakes up to a helicopter, like, literally, flying up in the sky, which is not even a sky because he's in a room. So he just wakes up and he just thinks like what the heck and he thinks that maybe it's a bill because he broke a lot of stuff before but it is not it is literally like you know tj like thomas jefferson and i don't know why this name just sounds like the name of a guy who should be a model or a surfer i don't know yeah
1: yeah right i uh, like, oh man i know
0: he was a soldier and stuff but Ah, he his name just sounds like he should be a model or like a surfer guy or whatever. I don't even know like I don't know a single surfer but I think he should be a surfer. Just because he's named like that. Yeah, TJ Max. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds more like a you know the disco jockey kind tj Maxx.
1: okay anyway so tj is a and tj Maxx can't he be basically
0: yeah, right. it, it, that name <laughs> basically means that he should be doing something you know in the entertainment industry
1: ah that yeah that's the kind of that's true that's yeah. true
0: <laughs> yeah so he just invited our little Magnus Chase out for breakfast good guy trying to take a shower he should have taken one before I mean he kind of died and then he fell into a pond cleaned yeah. not killed pawns don't get killed oh. yeah he should have taken one before but hmm. he he got magically cleaned at the same time I don't know like he should have taken a goddamn shower before but he takes one okay. now yeah right yeah you know there are so many things that you don't really realize bunk you till like the auntie of that thing happens
1: like, there are so yeah, many things. That's right. That's right. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, there's this Bangla saying, right? Like, that's that's true. Hey! That's true. Yes. Like, until the time you have the teeth, you don't realize <laughs> that you do have the teeth. And the moment you lose the teeth, you're like, oh, shit, I want the teeth. The teeth. Am I? <laughs> Instead of a yeah. Tooth yeah i am bad drama but anyways
0: <laughs> yeah you're good yeah but whatever we all make mistakes we are humans we're not demigods, gods so it's okay to or uh, <laughs> whatever uh-huh. so he did you know kind of dress up for the breakfast that he was going to have with his what can i call them floor mates yeah. something like along that line floor, They're floor mates. mates so yeah so you know uh he okay. Do you know who Kurt Cobain is? I don't know this guy, but you know, like his mom used to tell him that he looked like Kurt Cobain. Yeah,
1: yeah. sure. I don't know. We did a Google research in one of the last episodes, and I remember him being a guy from the 18th or 17th or 19th century. I don't remember if that was even 20th century or something. Like that person was basically an average uh, white person of the middle ages who had those wigs and whatever, like that kind of a person, like in the black and white era. Yeah, that's it.
0: Oh, like, okay. <laughs> when the so, world was black and for,
1: white,
0: yeah. I naturally thought that Magnus looks like Kurt Cobain. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I have a lot in common with him, like, you know, the blonde hair and stuff like that the only thing I didn't have much in common with him was the fact that he was dead. And now I also have that. <laughs> in common, so, yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so he's just looking, you know, at the impression of him and he's realizing that all the scars he ever had throughout his life are gone. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of religions and there are a lot of types of mythologies, but this, uh, reminds me a lot about uh you know okay let me tell about it uh about christianity there is a saying that uh if you take a dip in like in a particular pond or something like your sins get washed off and any kind of like pain or any kind of sorry you had like you have to take a dip. I don't know what the name of uh-huh. that thing was, but it seems like uh in a symbolic way that his mental pain hadn't gone away and I don't really think he committed any big sin before this, so yeah. But uh, the way that all his cars went away, and it was like, in a way, he hadn't really died, honestly. He just had a reincarnation of sorts. And I think that that is crude. You know, uh, one of the things is, if you are leading a life, and you uh, have like a lot of hardships and whatever, and you're just leading, you know, you're walk- walking through like the forest of th- thorned roses and whatever. You you are okay with that, but then suddenly uh, you are put in a perfectly normal place and you are suddenly asked to walk through that. But, you know, all the cuts and bruises and battered things you had from before are still there and your skin is still jagged and it will just make you feel more because in that, that, you know, rose field, like, you know, the thorn field of garden, you would be constantly anticipating uh, getting hurt again, like, That anticipation, that adrenaline would keep the, you know, the wounds that already happened from uh, making that much effect on you. But the moment you feel safe, the moment you're away from all of that, those things haunt you. And I think in a weird way, uh, that is constantly happening with him because he's looking at himself and he's looking that all his, uh, you know, apparent scars have healed, all his apparent bruises are gone. But at the same time, all the things that actually mattered to him are still there and his soul is still jagged and he is still, you know, going through all that mental trauma that he was before. And no one would look at him and know because he no longer has that kind of, you know, the look of a person who has been through hell. But Mm. he literally is in a part, like, yeah, like that is cruel because nobody can look at him and, you know, find empathy because he doesn't look like a person who has, uh, lost so much at this point because he is in that perfect garden now but his skin is still jagged you know I what know why I did that.
1: another thing though like uh okay i'm gonna mention two things from another like other two novel series by rick riordan so the first would be like it's gonna be weird but i'm gonna bring it up right here so the first of the novels, first novel series that I'm going to mention would be the Cain Chronicles, which is like, uh, it's like a parallel, obviously, like in the Rewarden universe, all the mythologies exist, all the gods of different mythologies coexist at the same time in different parts of the world. So uh, for the Cain Chronicles, the story is centered around uh, some like to the Cain the siblings, and their experiences through the world of Egyptian mythology. And so there's this scene where uh, this goddess of cats, Bast, she basically like, um, like she is this, uh, she is escorting these Kane uh, siblings and they're crossing this road in, um, I don't know, was that New York or Boston? There was this one of those city- I guess it's Boston. Anyways, no, maybe probably not. Anywho, so like uh, they're just crossing this road when uh, the one of the siblings, uh, one of the two, like there were one one, one was a brother and the other was a sister. So I guess the sister or the brother, I don't remember, they like, saw this uh, kind of hurt and um, a cat crossing the road along with them who had bruises all over him or her. So this cat was like it just was so apparent that this cat was so bruised from a war or something like the hardship in their life. Like, you know, those stray cats that you see on the road and people are like, they don't look cute. So I'm not going to pat them and whatever, because they are just ugly or whatever. And Bas was like, and uh, one of the siblings was like, "Uh, you're the goddess of cats. Won't you like uh, repair all the beauty of this cat and make this cat just as cute as others the so that this cat gets all the love that it deserves and Bass was like and what I should take away and steal away all the scars that it earned through its life and it just I don't know the all the scars that you earned through your life it it means something to you you know like I think it should not be stolen away from a person like
0: yeah it it is a testimony of all the things you have survived. It is not just mm-hmm. there as a mark of things that marred you. It is a testimony of everything that you went through and you still came back and you came back being whoever you are now. It is a proof that you have become you and not just, you know, popped out of your mother's womb as this person. You exactly. have had to gradually carve yourself into this person. It's like yeah and I think that when that happens, you know, in case of madness, when that happened, like uh, he, he was physically so healed that uh, the, like, it just didn't match the way he was hurt inside. Yeah. It that, just that, mismatched. Yeah, like exactly. Snap, snap, you know, like his body yeah. and his mind aren't yeah. like the same thing anymore. And like, yeah, what was the other example?
1: And the other, <laughs> it's going to be so much funnier. The one was so emotional and the other one is going to be so funny. Okay. So the other is uh, the Trials of Apollo, which is, as is very de- def- decipherable from the name of the series, it's uh, centers around Apollo, the Greek god of archery and the sun god and the like also god of poems. Music? Yeah, and music. Yeah. So, yeah. So this Apollo, he... Uh, Like, basically, his dad gets angry, throws him out of heaven from Mount Olympus, and he uh, falls on Earth and becomes a human, like a complete human being. So I just, I did not read the entire of that series. Uh, Like, I kind of started it. But I just remember this uh, specific thing, like, um, okay, in one of the pages, it was just revealed that uh, Apollo, when he's walking through the streets of New York, he is like, he looks at a glass wall of a store, and he's just shook, like <laughs> when he fell on Earth, like because Apollo obviously is like thousands of years old, right? Because he, he basically were like he's an ancient Greek god, so he's obviously he has to be thousands of years old, millennia old. So, um, when he looks at this glass wall and he, <laughs> he sees his reflection of his face, he just gasps and like how is my godly face carved with freckles? I'm a 16-year-old teenager now. How can it be? And then he, like, lifts his shirt, and he finds that his abs are gone, and he has flabs now, and he literally moans his bodily changes. And, like, how can this be? This can't be true. Like, (laughs) that was such a funny thing. Like, I mean, he was. He was. Oh man, God becoming a human. It, it's sad, definitely sad. But those moments were just precious, just gold mines. I mean, it's exactly the opposite what happened to Baghdad's Chase. And it's like, ah, that was so good. Anyways, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody takes changes, you know, too well. Like we do love small changes, small, you know, we love uh, to have the rolling stones. But at the same time, we do not want, you know, our cords to become a diamond. We don't yeah. want that. We want the stone to roll, but we don't want it to become something else. Absolutely. That was a beautiful metaphor. So, <laughs> So, uh, like at this point he's just looking at himself and i don't know like it is never written here that he's disappointed with whatever is happening but i so it's a weird way i can feel it like i can feel the fact that he's not happy he's just looking at his you know his reflection and he's being like okay like whatever and then he wears like a very luxurious bathrobe and then changes into like clothes that are good but but those are Yeah, like, he's living a completely different life. He has, you know, like, things he didn't have before. He didn't live a very luxurious life. But at this point, he has all his material needs met. But the thing he wanted, like, he wanted to hang out with his mother, go to the hilltop or something like that. Or the fact that he wanted, like, a normal life, you know, a normal kind of friendship with his cousin. And uh, things like, like, everything... The warmth of relationships, he wanted that. And somehow, even though he's just lying there in that grass with the sh- sun shining over him, that warmth is absent. And yeah, and I don't know, the luxurious bathrobe. <laughs> I don't think, I, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, you know, in literature, yeah. a lot of things have very specific symbolisms. But uh, like I would be damned if I always didn't start interrup- interpreting I'll be damned if I didn't start interpreting, you know, absolutely, absolute symbolisms of things that didn't exist before. I always, you know, the thing about bathrobe—it always like, made me think about one particular thing. It is something you don't, you are not going to wear as, like, you are not going to like wear around, right? It is yeah. just you are cold. And you, you are trying to seek some warmth for from that like thing, and then you put it aside because it's not important for you, and then wear your clothes or whatever. but it is like oh in my. that moment you're just trying to let go that cold, and I really think, and that also means you are cold because yeah, it's something right? like you, know, you want the water to be gone, you want like that, that thing to be gone, yeah. It's like a transitional,
1: (laughs) it's like it acts like a transition tunnel, if you may.
0: Yeah, like not just that, it is just you trying to like find some warmth before you go to things that actually matter, like it is Ah, not important to you, but you try trying to take something from it. So, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind
1: of, that kind (laughs) of stinks, that kind of stinks, but yeah but uh, we, and- we're literally reading into a bathroom at this point like oh. wow
0: <laughs> oh yeah when i told you, boy that i overthink the shit out of things i wasn't joking <laughs> yeah I, I wasn't joking <laughs> yeah like whatever like i'm not going to read into off every office clothes for of <laughs> obvious reasons like he's just wearing clothes at this point um, so he just went to the breakfast hall and then he realized that everybody is, you know, practicing sword fighting, like swinging their swords <laughs> at the, you know, air and everything. And he's just like, okay, "What the heck is going? He knows that he has kind of fought with a uh, sword, but it wasn't really him fighting. It was just his sword yeah. fighting itself, whatever. And um, he's just like, okay, what, what the heck is going on? How, what am I supposed to do? And then he realizes that, uh, you know, he is supposed to choose his food, and then he does and then he looks at the mirror and you're like i look like a dark <laughs> and uh then oh. he went to you know uh, to find breakfast and kill and kill like because that is something they do in valala on a regular mm. basis like kill <laughs> their housemates
1: they have breakfast and they kill their housemates ah uh-huh. the floor mates. But housemates, anyways. Not uh, just.
0: I think floor mates are a team here. Like they. Yeah, yeah, team. yeah, exactly. Like if you live yeah. on the same floor. You make a team, and then you kill others.
1: Yeah, actually, I kind of missed.
0: I don't know. In a weird way, you know, this book is so much lighter than the Hunger Games series, but this reminds me of Hunger Games.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I would. I mean, because it's like, uh you know, it's almost like a children's book, but it deals with some stuff this book like magnus chase it deals with I mean, stuff but it's the almost thing this is he,
0: it it doesn't really deal with i think it more like hints at stuff
1: yeah so that's exactly go into
0: absolute details and try to you know mess up your brain if you're a 14 year old but well uh you know what
1: actually you haven't uh come across those uh like stuff that it deals with it it comes up later on, like uh. Maybe oh. the second book maybe in the second last like the second book or the third book it just it does it actually deals with stuff like directly it deals with racism it deals with transphobia it deals with uh how people are uh thrown out of their house by parents uh because they don't meet their expectations it deals with um i mean it deals with so many stuff like but yeah it's very humorous and it's hints at so many stuff at the same time oh it also deals with another important thing which literally i haven't seen most of other literature works ever deal with and that is islamophobia okay. and it's like like oh I've never seen a literature dealing with that like never
0: i i really haven't ever read like okay okay actually i have but those are contemporary novels and i think contemporary novels are more you know prone to deal with uh, very specific issues but i have never read like about those things in a fantasy now that you mentioned it like, yeah
1: i know like uh I- it does it, it it Uh, I I told you, like there were so many reasons for choosing this book, and I could have chose Percy Jackson over that because Percy Jackson book or like uh, that series or the other series that uh, comes as a sequel to Percy Jackson, the uh, Blood of Olympus or Heroes of Olympus. I don't remember the name of the series, but anyways, like those series have way more uh, a greater fandom, uh, way more number of fan arts and listeners would be in large amounts. But Magnus Chase has its own glamour like it's uh it's uh it has its own thing so yeah
0: mm. with that we come to chapter 18 i do my to combat with eggs, and this chapter well starts with tj sitting in the you know breakfast table and being like Panas come here and then they have cakes then they have egg- eggs not cakes <laughs> then they have e- eggs The the chapter told as much and after that after that some strange information comes up like they have different ways to kill each other throughout the week <laughs> I don't know huh. they are, but at, at the beginning you know of the chapter they're like uh, okay like in which worlds have they have been there? Just, just sitting there and discussing that, and then uh, like Magnus gets very excited and is like, "Okay, so if you can actually go to the other worlds, can you go to the world of living back? Like, is that possible?" And they're like, "Yeah, technically you can, but in all probability you won't be allowed to. Like, it is not something that is easily allowed. We just have to stay here and get prepared for whatever Ragnarok happens." <laughs> so with that we okay, there is yeah, there is a joke okay um, oh dear. The, do you remember the character called X so that X guy whenever like they're listing how many worlds they have been this X guy uh, kind of adds another world and that is Disney world wow. and, I don't know <laughs> I don't know like he just is like okay I have been to Alfheim um, Alfheim Elfheim. Jotunheim Jotunheim and, uh, and Nidaveller and I lived in Disney World
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and another thing X is a half troll
0: how about yeah. that uh,
1: that just makes it so much like,
0: uh, I don't know Like when I think uh, right now I'm th- when I'm thinking I'm thinking about X I don't know why I'm thinking about Shrek like something along the line of Shrek.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, like something that is probably supposed to be terrifying, but somehow ended up being cute.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: After they have had this big discussion about why they cannot go to the world of living just because they want to, I mean, they're dead. So like that should be common sense, but whatever. <laughs> they cannot go to the uh, world, of, world of living whenever they want. They have, you know, This discussion about how like TJ died, and that is kind of sad because you know he was a private in the 54th uh, you know, whatever that Massachusetts or whatever that is, and he died in a war and he died in a battle about 150 years ago, and he was just a kid, like he was 17 or 18. I don't know what his age is, but he was a teenager definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: So like he cannot be older than us it, like there is barely any chance of him being older than us and like he went to a war and then he died
1: Ah, uh, kind of sad yeah actually like
0: <laughs> I I can't even
1: <laughs> imagine going to a war and uh, fighting for my country while living on the borders along with my like soldier mates and whatever and risking my life every day it just wow, I feel so left out, like not even left out, like so petty. I feel my life is so petty at this point. Like, oh. You know, uh,
0: this reminds me of a particular book. There, uh, I don't know if I mentioned about this book to you earlier, but there is a book called The Lovely Verse and it is a book uh, of like, it is kind of like two um, love stories being narrated by Aphrodite to like huh. Apollo and her husband and like who was that guy who was the god of war? I forgot. His
1: name. <laughs> Ares.
0: Who was also her lover?
1: Ares. 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 Ares.
0: Ares. Ares. Yeah. So she was kind of just telling these stories, like narrating these to those people, and one of the, like, um, you know, there was this guy called James and he's, like, James and his little story. So James is 19 at the beginning of this book and he's little 17. And uh, So James gets selected to go for a war in World War II and he's supposed to serve there. And, like, um, they meet the week before he's going away and uh James is just on the day he's living he's telling that you know uh, am I a coward because I don't want to go there like uh, uh, people want to serve their country but am I a coward because I don't want to go there because I, I want to be an architect and I want to make things and I just don't want to go to a place where people oh, are constantly dying I mean Uh, like he doesn't want that and generally you know when a hero is written in books they are always like I want to go to every place and I want to protect this I want to protect that and I am the almighty kind of thing going on for them
1: but see that's the thing I feel like not everyone has this superhero complex or like the thing about saving like we all want to save people obviously like Saving people should always be the first priority in our lives. Maybe that's our relatives. Maybe that's our friends. Maybe that's the closest people we know. Whatever it is, like thinking about people is good. But like to this point, like becoming a soldier, kind of going to the war. It's not that like being a soldier is bad. Like it just cannot be. That's not even a, a like template of what I'm saying. But like I'm just saying that imagining things that like, I just remember when I was, uh, like, it just happened. I was in this tuition and uh, something came up and I said that I would never be able to like uh, lead that life of a soldier ever like that. Uh, like giving up my life for the sake of thousands of others, the thousands, worth thousands, billions of others. That Millions would, and billions. Yeah, yeah, I could never do that. And this... uh Like, this teacher just told me, what if the people who are fighting on the borders say that in their childhood, you know? And I was like, I understand where you're coming from, but not everyone is built in the same way. Like, if you, like, ask an artist or a poet or (laughs) a creative person to go to the borders, they would not be able to do any good to you. But at the same time, you would be like, And some people are just born to like, they would find pride and happiness in like doing that great job. And they, obviously it comes with a lot of honor and whatever, but not everybody wants that honor. like, And people should not blame them for not giving up their lives like it's the same thing of not becoming doctors like I just can't become a doctor I can't become a soldier I can't become a teacher I don't want to be the person who gives up their lives and I don't think someone should be shamed for that in the society just because they don't want to give up their life for the sake of others
0: yeah I mean you know uh, one particular thing it I think what you were talking about is very true we all want to protect something like we all have something that is you know worth living for and we would protect it but it must take a certain amount of courage to go to a place with the will to protect and knowing that if the time comes you might not be able to protect the person who was eating with you the next day
1: ah not everyone is built that's what i'm saying like not everyone's like, brain would allow I, them I'm, to work i mean that. You
0: know, uh, people have feats of bravery, and I don't know, like, I never had a feat of bravery that I suddenly walked up and started saving people. No, I didn't have that, and I don't Neither think I, I would have that. And in all probability, I would not ever be able to run away either. I would be one of those people with weak knees and just falling down. Uh-huh. But yeah, whatever, yeah. like, like, yeah, and there is a the thing, you know, like, I might want to, but I still can't because. I know that if I saw a person that was there with me like uh, a few moments before not be there I will not be able to like take it and at the same time like they are going there with the motivation to protect and, the, and to protect they have to kill sometimes just think sometimes about it.
1: it's literally always like oh man I just I don't know it just you just can't shame someone it must to be take not a lot. Yeah, like just to fit in it that take a lot. shape. Yeah, I mean, and
0: they they, bad out, respect, they, but, they yeah. literally, you know, picked out teenagers to you know, kind of volunteer in the war and everything. And I don't know, like, I get it, they are more agile because they are young and everything, but at the same time, it is just not okay, it is just not okay to to mar somebody so bad that if even like there is a if that they will come back or not and if they come back they won't they won't be able to look themselves in the eye because they went there with one motivation to protect them they ended up killing people on the other side and you know the scene book I'm talking about there was this scene like when he actually you know there, the, like soldiers have breaks too in the middle of the worry that like you can yeah. actually come back home sometimes and when he came back and like he met his Hazel for the first time, and he was like talking to. Like he didn't want to talk to her, and she's like, "Why aren't you talking to me?" And then he just told her, "You know, I killed two people, and they, I killed two Germans, and I I cannot like I cannot like not see their blood on my hands. Like every time I'm thinking, I know that I did that to protect my, you know, the my comrades basically, and they have family and everything, but." Every time I think that I made somebody a widow, I made somebody fatherless. Like in all probability, I did that. Somebody lose their son, and I did that. I did that with my own hands. And and she just walked out, uh, like you know, at the beginning of the church. And she's like, "Yeah, she's going away. She's going away because she doesn't want to be with a monster." And she just lighted two candles and brought them to him. And she's like, "Just, just give these two candles and pray for their souls." And I just don't know. Uh, like, uh,
1: you know what another thing i guess you came across that like um, i don't know if you actually did come across that tj is a black person no. is that yeah, he is a black person so it would come up later in the story but uh yeah for the record tj is a black person and um also, the fact that uh, they're, uh, the war they're fighting, I mean, I would, I guess, when the context comes up, I would do some explanation on that part. But that was basically like a war between, uh, I'm not sure, but it is a war between the white people and black people. It was something like that, like political, definitely, but it was something oh. like that. And where, like, the opponents where, whom he killed... And those people are still in Fulhala. And so like when they're fighting, they're still in opposite teams. But when they're dining, they dine in the same room. Like it's kind of, I mean, it's just a, a, a funny end to that emotional conversation, but it's not really funny. But I mean, they still have these jabs towards each other, but they still dine together. Like. Sometimes maybe they want this smashed potato. You want a potato? Take this spoon. ha! And they threw that spoon to their head. Maybe that. But yeah, they are still killing each other in the uh, fields, battlefields of Valhalla. So it's kind of like they can continue their fight in their own way. It's definitely like, not cute. Yeah. That-
0: it just came full circle. It just yeah. came full circle. Yes. It's, yeah. I don't know. Man, like the entire thing like why do people need to have soldiers can't people just live in harmony and everything like they were all in harmony with each other maybe who, nobody would need to make that decision that uh, do they uh, want to protect like their own life or i
1: know right do they tell want me to about millions? it yeah like
0: but, it just sucks that
1: also the <laughs> fact that the people who start the war are never the commoners. you know People who start the war are always the politicians and it's
0: it just sucks. But that... they never go to the front line because exactly. they are too important.
1: Oh man. Yeah. Like
0: they are too important uh... to die. But they like but the people who had nothing to do. And they just want to protect, you know, the like the people at home and their hometown and stuff like that. They're not important. Like human life has price. And uh, as much as we don't like to believe it, we do have values, right? Like we literally can have, like this person is pricier than the other person. That is true. That is true. Like it shouldn't be, but it is true. It's nasty. (sighs) Anywho, let's return to that book now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with like, a line from Olivia Rodrigo's song, It's Brutal Out Here. So <laughs> uh, uh, They, like, at the at this point, like, they were just kind of, you know, having their breakfast and everything, and X is trying to tell his real name, but they are like, uh, yeah, yeah, tell his new real name, and then he starts his real name, and that then tells, like, narrates his real name for 30 seconds straight, <laughs> and <laughs> Like all of that, you know, but like they went from discussing how they died to discussing how ridiculous somebody's name is. In <laughs> and uh, maybe over yeah. time, like time really does make things better. Like to, like to put it in Swift's words, like Taylor Swift's words, time might take a sweet time to heal you, but maybe, maybe it will like heal you, heal you, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, so at this point, you know they they are just you know doing whatever they do, and that, that, I mean we <laughs> so um you know the, they are also trying to kind of console Magnus, I guess that uh whatever happened uh last night, don't really worry about it, like things like that might happen now and then, but not none of that like really means anything so you know they at this point they're starting to discuss like what the heck that their training is going to be and they're like yeah tuesdays and thursdays are different like you have to kill people in a different way but today is different you have to kill people in a different Uh way and uh yeah so magnus is like what the heck like and they're like yeah no don't worry you will be resurrected you won't just die die and like, really but outside Wallala, I would die there. I'm like, yeah, you might in the other nine worlds, like you might die, but yeah, I'm still faster and stronger than any other realm, a normal human being, so it won't really, you know, matter. I mean, it would like if you you can die, but it would be harder to kill you than mm-hmm. a normal human being. So, you know, at this point, like the entire announcement thing thing happens, and they have to now go and fight each other, and then Mallory just saves. The most friendliest thing ever. I cannot. I can't wait to see the new boy get dismembered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Ah, I love Mallory Keen though. Like she is the sassiest queen ever. Like, oh, I love her character so much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that brings us to chapter nineteen. Do not call me Bean Town. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. and I. I love the fact that they got him a nickname so quickly. Like, I don't know, like, it takes sometimes, you know, you need to have a little yeah. amount of harmony to give each other like nicknames. And I don't think, like, I give people nicknames much. Like, it is very limited. I don't know. Maybe it's a meeting. I, I just think weird. Like, it's weird. Like, if somebody has a nickname, it's different. But if somebody doesn't have a nickname, I just don't but whatever he is going there and he's just thinking that maybe I should tell them that I'm allergic to dismembered men because well, okay. <laughs> <It's> so, a- <laughs> and they reach into this arena kind of thing but where, where they have to fight and there are a lot of you know things out there like it is not just a plain field there are a whole lot of things out there and uh, so they kind of just you know are going to and like I said, that every floor mate is in the same team and there are like a whole lot of other people who are in other teams and they will be, you know, trying to kill each other. And uh, so uh, he, like a lot of people are carrying, you know, sword, sword, like he's also carrying his sword, but a lot of people are carrying armors and stuff. So like then he's just like, I have come here in a shirt and normally like normal bottoms and everything. So yeah, I do feel underdressed. Compared to others, it's like, armors don't, you know, don't save your life. Like, you have to do something more than that. You have to fight. And with that, the entire fight kind of starts. And I'm not going to go in details about the fight. But I'm going to tell you this particular thing that a lot of people were kind of targeting Magnus. Like, they were like, Ah. this is the newbie. This person doesn't know how to fight. (laughs) We're just going to target Mm -hmm. him. And I found it so funny that his, like... I guess that dying is never funny, but <laughs> yeah. here it kind of was because, like uh, his, like everybody is trying to kill him, and somehow he, everybody else in his team is dying other than him. Like everybody getting uh... caught in the crossfire, but he's somehow just surviving. And then he gets like so mad at a certain point that like I would like to mention, you know, uh, that uh, this all started with kind of X getting killed. <laughs> So X is the guy, the Disney World guy. And that's how I remember him yeah. honestly. Like, uh he's the Disney World guy. And like he was just trying to like fight off people, fight off the other contenders, and then he gets killed. And then people uh, like have like look at Magnus and they're like, okay, so this is the newbie. Like, take a spear, take two spears and just kill him. Like they yeah, are oh. treating it like he's a chicken or something. <laughs> and uh, he's like, <laughs> okay. I am here. If you want to kill me, like, acknowledge me or whatever. Like, do not just act like whatever it is. Like, I am already hurt and I'm already fighting. At least show some, what can I say? fighting respect. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He is mad at this point. And, you know, then they try to just throw that thing at him, the spear. He's just, like, so mad. And it's like anger exploding inside him. Then 30, like about 30 people were trying to kill him at the same time. So yeah, he oh. was very angry at this point. And then he shouted and he also felt like, like a bomb exploded inside him or something like that. Like bowstring snapped and everything. And then all those like swords just fell down. Like fears, gun, access, like all of that just flew away from him. And I would like to believe that some of those killed people too, because if they're flying around, it might be. Yeah,
1: that's, <laughs> that's that's my thought too. Like, if that happens, then someone would get killed in the way because there's like a cloud of swords and spears and whatever. Like, how can it just fly through between the gaps of people standing there? Like, the swords don't know geometry. That's human brain that knows it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So, yeah, like all... All of, there there was a blue painted guy I don't know why a per- person was painted blue but like he was like what happened and all of them <laughs> were very like confused that what the heck happened and then there was this guy with an eye patch who was like Alf Sager this is supposedly the name of the power I guess I don't know I have no idea Alf uh, like, Sager let's just roll
1: with it I, I would uh, like let's just roll with it I would explain it uh, in a little bit yeah
0: and like he's like, yeah, I, I don't know if I have seen something like this in centuries, but still, bone still is better. like He was a guy who was bragging about bone still since the beginning of this chapter. But yeah. And then after <laughs> this chapter ends in a very anticlimactic way because after Magnus does all of that, he suddenly <laughs> gets killed by an axe. Like, out of nowhere, <laughs> it just happens. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't so, even
1: know who killed him. Oh, yeah. man.
0: That's just yeah, but I'm how why I don't know. And the fact that that I
1: guess yeah, and the fact that it's like a happy ending to a chapter, like literally, it's not sad. The death is not sad. That's just that's so weird. That's just the weirdest thing that ever possible. Like yeah, isn't Uh, that isn't uh, that like he's gonna wake up in his bed, you know, know. like. He's wake up in his bed in the afternoon. It's... Anyways, yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) So, with that, I guess we come to the end of Chapter 14. And the end of this episode 2. So... If you would like to check out other episodes by us, you can check out the Saturday episodes that deal with the Lunar Chronicles um, series. And we are doing the first book right now. And Swastik is discussing the book. And if you would like to see more of this series, the Magnus Chase Chronicles, which is being discussed by me, you know, join us on Tuesdays, like simple as that. So over to you.
1: And if you would like to join us in our journey along the social media, the links are in the description below. Check out our Instagram twitter facebook pages if you want and you can also send our voice messages to us directly we can add those in our podcast so too please
0: do that we haven't received any <laughs>
1: exactly double senses ah i feel so lonely ah anyways so <laughs> i guess that's the end of this episode we will see you next time love you and love yourselves stay tuned and have a good life bye 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 bye